Praise God. That is one of my favorites. Matthew 6, verses 25 to 33. Good morning, saints. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothes? Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you by worrying add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the field grow. They do not labor or spin. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, Will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, it is my pleasure to introduce our speaker, Dave Eubank, this morning. Dave's a former U.S. Army Special Forces and Ranger officer, and he's the founder and leader of the Free Burma Rangers. The Free Burma Rangers supplies emergency medical care, shelter, food, clothing, and human rights documentation to people in war zones, often where other relief groups do not venture. Many Rangers are persecuted Christians from Burma who joined the group when Dave formed it with his wife, Karen, in 1997 to aid and rescue Burmese minorities from their brutal, brutal treatment under that country's military government. Dave and Karen's children uh, grew up in Burma and have assisted Dave and Karen aspects of the leaf efforts for as long as they've been old enough to help. I think Dave's actually going to uh, show them. I think they're there with him now. Uh, Free Burma Rangers, one of the first humanitarian groups as well to aid civilians in Mosul, Iraq, a former ISIS stronghold. Uh, that is also a scene of uh, the remarkable document documentary. If you haven't seen it, called Free Burma Rangers. It's fantastic. Uh, which many here, I said, you know, which uh, it particularly chronicles their work in the war-torn areas of Iraq and Syria, and sometimes at or near the front lines of the fighting, you know, really to answer God's call to free the oppressed. It's really remarkable. Uh, we as a church have supported Dave uh, Eubank as a missionary for, I think, gosh, close to 20 years, almost from the very beginning. And uh, many have been amazed to watch his work grow, and particularly amazed as it moved from Burma to Iraq. I think one of the most amazing things you see with Dave is his passion for Jesus for sharing uh, his love and hope in both 
a word and deed. You can't have too much exposure, Dave, in my experience, without wanting to serve Jesus more faithfully and sacrificially. So on a day like this, I'm actually thankful for Zoom because we can bring Dave to be with us. We're going to be providing a link for you to be able to support the Free Burma Ranges after he speaks, but let's watch a little video that kind of introduces a bit more, and then Dave will come on. We're up here at the, in Sinjar town now. Blessing from God we got here. Big firefight going on. And we'll go up there. And we'll protect this. The mission of the Free Bremer Rangers is to free the oppressed, to help people under attack, to stand with people, and to get the news out. And to be a ranger, you only have to do three things. You have to be able to read and write. You have to do this for love, because you don't pay the volunteers. And you cannot run if people can't run. Whether you have a weapon or not, if someone cannot run, you stand with them. And sometimes I think that's, sometimes all we can do is just be with people. People of all different ethnicities and faiths are part of Freedom Rangers, and everybody is welcome to join. For myself, I am a very poor follower of Jesus, but I follow him because he changed my life and I go compelled by his love. And when we go into these areas, whether it's Kurdistan or Burma or Sudan or other places, I have three prayers. One is that the enemy be stopped. Second, that all people would be free. And third, that the hearts of all enemies would change to love, to follow Jesus, because everyone is made in God's image. And so that is our final hope. And I look at this as our work together with y'all, but finally it's really God's work to make the world the way he meant it to be. Freedom for all of us. You're on, Dave. Actually, come on, Dave, might I say a word of prayer for you and your message? Lord, we are so grateful. We are so grateful for Dave joining us this morning. And we do ask your blessing on him and on this time, Lord. Use it powerfully, Lord. Give us open hearts to hear what you would say to us. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Garrett. Thank you, church. That is awesome. Whoever that couple is that's singing, fantastic. And all the praying people and the children people and the scripture lady. Wow. I got like the full-on church. Thank you. I'm Dave Eubank, and I'll let my kids introduce themselves. Hi, my name is Peter Eubank. I am 17 years old, and on our last mission into Kareni, uh, Burma, Kareni State, Burma, I helped my mother with her kids program, and one thing I think that God taught me on that latest mission was to trust him in all of the scary and frightening situations that we were in. Hi, my name is Suzanne Eubank. I'm currently a student at Texas A&M University, class of 2024, and I'm studying animal science. But for summer break, I'm back here helping my mom with her kids programs and also doing some ambulance uh, ambulance support when we need it and also helping with our horses and mules. Hi, my name is Sahaley. I also go to Texas A&M University and just got accepted to the nursing program, which I hope to graduate from and come back and work here with our my parents' organization. I also went to Kareni with my family and helped with medical treatment of different patients, especially those who are wounded on the front line. 
And one of the most impactful stories for me on this trip was one of our Buddhist rangers who, due to the coup, he came from a Burmese culture, a Buddhist background, became an atheist, joined our team to help serve his people. And then during an airstrike, when we were taking care of kids and doing a kids program and the Burma army was attacking, he got on his knees and started to pray. And we just were able to baptize him this 4th of July. He said, God has answered my prayers and now I know who the true God is because he's protected me and he's with me. So that was very powerful for me to see the whole transformation from believing in a Buddhist religion to believing there's no God and then to finding Jesus. So encouraging. So thank you all for your prayers and support and encouraging us to follow Jesus better. Yes. And I think one verse that's been on my heart this last mission is from Romans 12, 21. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. This last mission that we are on in Kareni State, Burma, it felt like many times evil was very overwhelming and that there wasn't another option. Sometimes it was even hard to think with airstrikes coming in and just so much fear. But at the same time, it was amazing to see God's love and God's goodness overcome that and to hold fast to his truths. So that is some encouragement that I had on this last mission. Thanks, y'all. Okay, kiddos, you can go. Be free. And thanks. Uh, my wife, Karen, is not here because we just came out of two months in Burma and she went back to America one week before us to see her parents who are in their 90s. So are mine. And so she's not here. She's by far the better half. Um, without her, I would do many more bad things and very few good things. That's a fact. And, you know, just the other night, I was talking, my dad and mom are missionaries here. And they've been here 63 years. They're amazing evangelists. And my dad is 93, but super sharp still. And he said, Dave, you ever see that movie, Catch Me If You Can? And about Frank Abigail or something like that. He said, look at the real guy's testimony. And so I looked at it on YouTube. And that man who you know impersonated airline pilots, doctors, lawyers, all these things, he said, I did that because my mom and dad divorced and I was lost. I just ran away and with no plan and started doing stuff till I got caught. And he said, you know, what saved me. He's a follower of Jesus. Now it was my wife. My wife loved me for who I was. And through her, I came to follow God. And I thought, wow, thank God that he helps us help each other. And I'm grateful for my wife. So she's not here. Her name is Karen. I would fail without her. So I thank God he knows um, I need her and love you all very much. Hope I can see you physically face to face one day. And thanks, Pastor Garrett, for praying for us in the beginning. Um, Y'all asked what, you know, what verse and who was the lady who read that verse? Could someone tell me? Liana, uh, huh? That lady. Hi, Liana Asim. Where are you from? Asim. I'm actually from the Midwest in, in Illinois. And where's that? Okay. All right. Well, thank you. And you read it with such power and joy. Um, and I was glad you read the whole thing. So 
I remember, you know, what am I going to talk about? And that, that at the very end where Jesus says, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things will be added unto you. That's one of those fundamental um, check verses to check your heart. Like, what are you thinking of? You could be thinking of sinful things or just kind of plain wimpy, selfish things. They, they're, they're in the end, they're sinful too, but they don't seem so bad. Basically, we don't trust God. And so we take something we shouldn't have or we worry about something we don't need to worry about. We do that because we're human. And, it, you know, God did not make it that easy for us. We have all kinds of needs and desires and they're real. Um, and he lets us be animals if we want to be, but it doesn't work very well because he's made us more than animals. There's our soul. There's something greater. And in being in tune to Jesus and seeking his kingdom first, we'll get all those things in the right order. And so I, I wanted to use that verse mostly for myself to reorient my day on seeking God's kingdom first in every way. And thank you all for the prayers, the scripture, the songs, the, the words for the church, the words for the kids. They mean a lot to me already. I thought um, I want to share a couple things, but I'll start with the context first of Burma. We, we work in Burma. We work in Iraq and Syria. We've worked in Sudan. We worked in uh, Tajikistan, Afghanistan a little bit when the whole thing fell apart. And in these different areas right now, we spend most of the time in Burma because that's become a really bad situation. So Burma's 73 years of war, longest running war in the world is in Burma. And there was uh, even a worse form of the government took place in a coup two years ago. And since then, in just two years, 3 million people have been displaced. Over 6,000 civilians killed in the last two years. And the dictators in Burma are supported by the Russian government, the Chinese government, the Iranian government, the North Korean government. Wow. And I remember I was just came out, I was just in, in, in Burma, and one young man, he said, why do the evil countries unite to support the dictators? Where are the good countries? Why are people helping in Ukraine and people don't even pay attention to Burma? So I don't know the answer to those things, but I do know God cares. And in the middle of all this fighting and displacement, as Garrett said, our job is to give help, hope, and love. That's humanitarian assistance, medical su support, food, clothes. We have small little teams. We have about 150 teams now and of four to five people. There's a medic. There's a good life club counselor. That's like the Christian kind of pastor person. And there's a team leader. Videographer, videographer and photographer, because our job is help people and get the news out. And, and I said, the, the Good Life Club counselor is a pastor kind of person. Well, if they're a Christian, because you don't have to be a Christian to join us at all. You, we have atheists, agnostic, Muslims, Buddhists, Christians, Yazidis, spirit worshipers. The only thing we say is, if you join us, do this for love, because you don't pay the teams. Love, you have to do it for love. Number two, and we know God is love, but do this for love. Number two, um, you can't run if people can't run. We're not there to fight. We're not pacifists. If you've got a gun, you can carry it, but we're not there to fight. We're there to help people. And so if you have no gun or if you have a gun, doesn't matter. If, they're, if you're outnumbered and everybody's dying, you cannot leave until the last person leaves. There is no save yourself plan. 
You can do that after everybody else is gone, then you can run. So do this for love. Don't run if people can't run. The last one is literacy in any language because to do good medical work or to write reports, we have to be literate. So th those are the requirements. Everybody's welcome. And I remember in the Battle of Mosul in Iraq, my life was saved twice by an atheist, total atheist. And uh, at one point, ISIS came in all around us. I was shot in the arm. My friend was shot six times. Actually, I didn't mean to talk about this, but I'm already halfway in it. I fought back. And so I'm just point blank, four yards and seven yards. It is there. Boom, 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 boom. And so I managed to stop three of them. And, but I couldn't get this Iraqi out of the fight because he shot six times and there's more ISIS guys coming. And I remember yelling for help. And this young volunteer, an atheist, came running out in the middle of the gunfight. Like, you don't want to be there. It's not a movie. And he helped me. He did this twice. And I said, Justin, you don't believe in God, but God is love. And greater love has no man than this. And he laid down his life for his friends. You actually know God. One day you're going to surrender to a man because I'm praying for you. So we always share with everybody who joins us. You don't have to believe in anything, but we're doing this because Jesus. And who is Jesus? And we try to talk about, you know, the creation of the world. God made the world, gave us freedom. We didn't do very well with it. He sent Jesus. We didn't like him so much and killed him, but you can't kill Jesus. And he rose again and he's with us. And I follow Jesus. And this is what I tell everybody. And I want to share with y'all. Why do I follow Jesus? Because he changes my heart. He changes my heart. Wow. There's nothing that can change hearts. Only Jesus can really love from God. You know, God is so merciful. He helps you even if you don't believe in him. If you do loving things, God's in that. That's part of the free deal he gives to everybody. You could be a total atheist. If you're loving, God is with you. Love is from God. You can't separate it. But for me, he shows me my sin. Wow, that's a horrible thing to see. But it's worse if you never saw it. He shows me my sin every day. And then he forgives me and makes me clean just like that. If I'm willing to confess and, and be honest about it. Now, you know what you really did. You know what you really said. You know what you really thought. And he forgives me. And then he helps me forgive others. And uh, if you've seen the documentary, Freedom Rangers, there's a scene in there where ISIS had killed many of our friends and, I, and many of um, villagers, many, many, many. I didn't hate them. And until one moment, I'd already been wounded by then twice. I still didn't hate him. But one moment, this little girl was killed right in front of me. And I just had kind of got to know her. And it's like a three-year-old. And I remember thinking, that's it, man. That's it. I'm going to kill every ISIS I meet. I mean, it's, I'll probably get kicked out of the churches. I won't get any money. People may not like me, but I can't live with myself. If, it, if my kid was killed like that, I'm going to do something. That's justice. And I remember praying about that and saying, Lord, show me the truth of this. And I opened the Bible the next morning, right before we went out again. And three times I touched my Kindle. And three times I got the same answer from the Bible. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord, I will repay. Vengeance. No, no, no. This is justice. No, it's vengeance. Why? Because I hated them. If you had been hurt by somebody and you want to break that person, that's not justice you're after. It's revenge. 
for the change of that person's heart, they may have to be broken. They may have to go to jail. They may have to have all kinds of things happen to them. But if your motive is, I am so hurt, but I want you to change, then justice will be done. Whatever punishment's appropriate to help that person change, or if they just won't change, just to keep them out of it. That may even involve shooting somebody. I don't know. That's between you and God. But I knew right then, mine had no love in it. It was revenge. And I said, Jesus, I give up revenge. Please forgive me. And it was like a 2,000 pound weight lifted off my shoulder. I was instantly healed of it. Instantly. Wow. No counseling, no nothing. Just done. That's what Jesus does. And so I look back at times like that. Just recently, I was inside in Burma. We got surrounded by the Burma army. One of my best guys, actually, he carried my kids when they were small. One of my medics, in, in a Karen medic named Silverhorn. He was shot right next to me, through and through, through his hip, out his front, right next to me. Burma was around just shooting at us. In fact, they were so close to their shooting, they're yelling, die, die, die. That's close. If you can hear their voice over the AK fire. We were moving wounded people. We got the last wounded person out and we got surrounded. And it was just like, right. And my Silverhorn said, which means teacher, what do we do? I said, we pray. Jesus, what do we do? Run, run in Jesus' name. We're running. He gets shot right next to me. An RPG, rocket propeller grenade, it's a big munition, comes flying right over my head, lands right behind us. All the shrapnel misses me, but puts a hole this big in the back of several horn. He goes down. And then they close in. Boom, 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 boom. Through God's help, somehow we got silver horn up. We're stuffing gauze. We're running. They're shooting at us. We get him out. We get out. But we're not done. We get him out to, to the casualty collection point where my daughter was actually working. And I got to go back because there's more wounded and more dead. I don't want to go back. I'll be dead. I got a wife and kids. I, I, I can't just throw my life away. And I was scared by them. This is going all day. You know, this is going on for years, but all day. And I remember just praying, Jesus, I need your help. And I went until we got the last people we could get out. And then we got out of there. And I remembered at the end of that day, we'd lost 10 people killed, 20 wounded, including my very close friend. And I thought he's going to die. And I felt nothing. I felt nothing. I didn't want to eat. I've been running the whole day, carrying people. You ever carried anybody, you'll see what kind of work that, that is. Just carry one person 100 yards as fast as you can and see what it's like. And we're doing this all day in broken terrain, people shooting at us. And, you know, I should be thirsty and hungry. I wasn't. I wasn't hungry. I wasn't thirsty. I felt nothing. I was like dead. And I remember thinking, wow, I'm a walking dead man. I don't feel anything. I think I was so sad. I just was broken. And I'm the leader of the organization. So I don't show it because it's kind of like, you know, you need to speak the truth, but there's a time, right? You don't want the pilot of your aircraft who suddenly gets scared to start telling you, hey, I'm really scared. Oh, no, 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 dude, that's not honesty. That's cowardice. That's taking counsel of your peers. Land the plane, then you can tell people you're scared. So I don't need to, as the leader, you know, fall apart. That's There's no no virtue in that but i knew who i was inside i'm a dead man walking and i just said jesus if you don't do something i can't continue i don't know what you're going to do i don't even know if you can't i almost didn't think you could do it i couldn't even articulate or understand what was wrong with me and i remembered about an hour after i said that prayer i suddenly felt better no explanation oh, i guess i'll have a drink wow i want to see my wife and kids Wow, life is worth living. That's another supernatural healing. I remember another time we got hammered. One of my guys was actually killed. I'm dragging his dead body. Multiple airstrikes coming in. Guys 
charging, you know, coming up, shooting at us, airstrikes this way, total horror. And then one of my best guys gets killed next to me. I'm just dragging his dead body because I don't want to leave it behind to be mutilated and the parents and all that. And I was wounded at that time as well. And I remember at the end of that day being thinking, man, I'm too scared to go back again tomorrow. I'm done. So Jesus, if you don't do something, I'm not going to go back there. And I woke up the next morning, ready to go. Not out of bravado, not out of courage, out of Jesus' supernatural touch. I'm going to help you do this. And so for all of y'all there at church, you know, we face different battles. I was talking with Garrett before. To me, the toughest battles I actually face are not in the war zone. They're back here. Am I faithful to my wife? Not just in action, but in thought. Am I honest about what I've done or do I exaggerate? Um, am I respectful to all people? On and on and on and on. And mostly without Jesus helping me and my friends helping me, I'm going to fail. I remember watching a, a movie called um, something about the edge. But anyways, it's about a guy that a plane crashes in the middle of, of the wilderness. He's a super rich guy. And now he's not as out of his element. He's in with wild animals and, and plus someone's trying to kill him. At the end of the movie, um, it's Anthony Hopkins is the actor. They ask the character who survives, was that the toughest test of your life? And he says, we're all tested in life, but never in the way that we want to be. And I thought, no, I've been tested. And then I thought, no, 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 those weren't tests. Being in the Rangers is not a test. Being in special forces is not a test. Climbing mountains is not a test. Being in combat for me is not a test. Those are validations. I already like that stuff. You know, of course I could fail some of those, but this is my world. I understand it. What are the real tests of my life? Faithfulness, righteousness, honesty, humility. I failed all of those unless God and people did something. They don't want to talk about it, but those are the real tests for all of our lives. And I have found without Jesus helping me, I cannot pass the test. And the wonderful thing about our Lord is when you fail a test, think about Peter who betrayed Jesus, who denied Jesus, not betrayed him, sorry, that was Judas, but who denied Jesus three times. He was forgiven and used. And so one of the great news of the gospel that we share with everybody is you can make mistakes again and again and again and get baptized, be clean, and still make mistakes. And Jesus is going to forgive you. This consequences, of course, makes everything more painful, but you can be clean every moment. And so I follow Jesus because one, I can feel him. Two, he shows me my sin. Three, he forgives my sin. Four, he changes me. Five, he gives me purpose. Six, he helps me forgive others. Seven, he's more powerful than any devil or any demon. And finally, he takes me to heaven because he loves me. So this is what we share with everyone. And on this mission, my daughter mentioned it. One of the guys was a Buddhist, became an atheist, a Burman. And, and we had so many things happening to us. And he was praying. We're all praying. And he finally, that wasn't the last thing. It wasn't airstrikes and mortar attacks and machine guns. The last thing is he crossed over into Thailand. when well, he's totally illegal. He can go to jail. So he's getting shot at in this country. Illegal person here. He's with us. And there's a Thai police checkpoint suddenly appears. And he's like, I'm done. And right then he goes, Jesus, if you're real, help me. And the checkpoint closed business. They don't just stopped. Didn't check anybody, opened the way and he went through and he said, that's it. I want to be baptized. And we have a pond right here. I'm in Thailand now. We baptized in that on the 4th of July. What a cool 4th of July. 
And before that, another one of my guys, he said, I hated the Burmese for everything they did against us. And then I saw the documentary. It was on YouTube. I don't know if it's on YouTube anymore, but it was in Burmese. And he said, I realized that hate would just kill me. So I gave it up and I said, Jesus, if you're real, help me. That's another changed life. Another young woman, she's Sean, which is very historically Buddhist culture. And she said, when I came to the training, you know, you guys said we can believe whatever we want, but you talk a lot about God and you pray all the time and I could feel God's presence. And finally, I asked him to come in my heart and we baptized her. Her name is Nguyenwe. And then super brave lady, she's a medic in the middle of all the fighting, she's running bullets flying and she's just focused on helping people. And one thing I've learned about fear is when you're really scared, ask Jesus for love. I actually first say, are you supposed to be there? Because maybe pride got you there, anger got you there, hate got you there, a stupid reason got you there. Jesus, did you want me here? If the answer is yes, then please give me love so I can be useful. So those are the main uh, things I wanted to share with y'all. And I appreciate this opportunity. Let me look at my little notes and make sure I didn't miss anything. No, I think that's the main thing. And I'm glad I could have the kids here and love you all very much and appreciate your prayers for us. You know, I mentioned Thailand. We need favor with the Thai government to do any of this because we are crossing the border extra legally by their grace. And so that's my prayer request along with following Jesus. Thank you for this opportunity. And I would like to pray. Lord Jesus, thank you for this opportunity to share with our family at Newton covenant church and thank you i get to see and listen to these beautiful people bless them with all um healing forgiveness power funds whatever they need and that they can be part of your kingdom on earth as it is in heaven and lord help us to seek your kingdom first and be useful servants in jesus name amen